Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. I don't know why we've got something else buzzing in my ear here, but it's gone now, so hopefully everybody else didn't hear that weird buzz. You're listening to The Road to Enlightenment. I'm Kelly Fitzgerald. My guest today has been on my show before. She's one of my favorite guests. And every time I have her on, I get tons and tons of emails and um you know, just just wonderful, wonderful comments when she's on the show. So I've I've asked her to come back today. Uh Jody Doty, thank you so much for coming back on. It's a great pleasure to be back on with you. You know, we've we talk well, we talk a lot anyway, but um <laughs> we we've do. been talking about how many people are waking up to psychic gifts, being intuitive, um, you know, sometimes, and I know a lot with my own clients, uh, they kind of think maybe they're losing it, you know, maybe they're they're going a little crazy. And it seems like this is getting more and more and more common. And so I thought we'd talk about that at the beginning of the show, just how many people are, are waking up and, and some of the different experiences that we have. And I know a very personal one to me was when my first book came out. Um, it went on the road to enlightenment. Don't forget to take out the trash. <laughs> I wrote that book in great part because I had a very dear friend uh, named Barry, and actually he's mentioned um, in the dedication to the of the book, who had passed away right before the book, right before I wrote the book, and he was encouraging me, write this book, you need to write this book, you have a book and you write this book. And when he passed away, he came to me and he said, so write your book. And I've talked to many other people who have lost someone close and they kind of say the same things, um, toys, uh, a favorite toy will start making noise for no apparent reason or a, a song will come on the radio and the radio is not on, those kinds of things. So what do you think about this and how do you advise people to, to deal with some of these things? I think sometimes, it, I mean, the biggest thing is just to be aware Really try to be a little more aware of what's going on around you. It's kind of hard when you've just lost someone and you're in so much grief. But um, I, I know I've had clients that have mentioned to me that, you know, they have seen, for instance, a hummingbird that just keeps coming back and coming back. And in a, another one saw an eagle, and she saw an eagle in an area of the country where there really aren't that many eagles. So, it, so to right. see that was. You know, and of course, her loved one who had just passed uh, loved eagles. So she she knew. I mean, she had that openness about her in that sense that she just knew it was him. And and that eagle has come to her several times um, over the the last couple of years since he's passed, and it always calms her. So I think it's a matter of just being mindful and and looking for those those signs and being open to what they could be. You know, we some people think it's you know the the, the sky parts and there's lightning and it's this, this huge sign, and that's not always how how it is. A lot of times it's right. as subtle as uh, flashing lights at the dining room table. I have had a client who's um, you know, whose relative passed 
always liked to kind of make an entrance, and she would turn the lights on and off when they would have dinner, and and he, you know, they would check out with the electrician, and everything was fine, but it but it continues to happen. It was just her way of saying hello. So those are just a couple of the things that. You know, I've heard about. Um, again, I know we t- we talked in another show, but they even text now, which is pretty amazing. But See, that um, is amazing. You know, I had one uh, one client tell me that a gal, uh, a friend of hers who had passed, texted her two weeks after she passed, and the and the message she gave her was um, in the context of the that day, not of two weeks ago. So it was pretty. And she showed me the text. It was pretty. Um, Pretty phenomenal how resourceful people who have passed can be, you know. And I know I have, you were talking about music, you know, a favorite song that plays. And I have one client whose daughter passed fairly young from the flu and just was such a shock. But she's probably come through in at least 30 ways. Um, And a lot of times when they check in, you know, their daughters, it'll be the person who checks them in or the phone operator or whoever it is that they wind up talking to has the same first name as their daughter who had passed. And they just always feel oh, comforted wow. by that. But it's really pretty ironic that it would happen that often. And this is just um, a soul that really wants to connect. So I just say be open and, and kind of pay attention or try to pay attention and, and uh, you know, expand your awareness just a little more. Do you find that people are kind of afraid of this? I know my grandmother um, always, I I can be somewhere where there is not a rose bush within 40 miles, I will smell roses, and I know that is my grandmother. And I was having that experience with one of my brothers one time, and he was really horrified. Where was the smell coming from? How was this possible? He didn't, he was not, not only was he not open, he was so closed <laughs> off, he was freaked out. So do you find that a lot of people have that fear, and, and what can they do about it? Uh, yeah, you, you know, I think a lot of people do. And then I, I also think we ha- – we ha- I actually had this experience with my husband like three weeks ago. We had a coworker who – I had a coworker who passed – and she had been a heavy smoker, and you know my husband came into the kitchen, and both of us smelled this this cigarette smoke. Now neither one of us smoked, mm-hmm. and no one's ever smoked in the house since we built it. And he 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 was smelling my clothes, and, and I'm like, no, I haven't taken up smoking. <laughs> but he was he was sure that somebody had been outside with a cigarette and went outside, you know. So I think that's what we do. We kind of the 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 logical types who don't who aren't really as open to phenomenon like that. They come up with another reason, or you know, and sometimes they're. You know that kind of assuages their their fear. Or they you know they just chalk it up to something else. Um, I think it's just just trying to suspend you know your normal reality and open to the to what is possible. And um, you know there's so many things. There's things about the human body we don't even understand. And we've got all these right. doctors and scientists. So you know it's. It's um, and we never could explain. I never could for my husband explain the cigarette smoke, but he could not deny that he smelled it and that, 
right. you know, where did it come from? And it only made sense to me because my coworker, I'd actually been thinking about her, and she really was a heavy smoker. And so that's the, that's the explanation, you know, that's kind of what I knew. So I think, I think it's um, trying to let go of the fear and embrace that, that you know, that there is, that the people or their spirits are just just as close to us. They're just kind of in another realm. And they they do bop in and out or, uh, you know, check in with us from time to time in various ways. And often it it, it is related to kind of how they were in life. So Right. Yeah, I, I, I find it personally very comforting. And, you know, my my reaction to the way my brother reacted was really I was really curious how could this not be comforting to you you know what right. is there to be you know you're, you're not being attacked you're you're it's it's a very obvious to me anyway who this is that is saying hello and why would you not be comforted by the fact that Love transcends time and space and death and life and everything else, and I don't think we ever lose that. You know, the, our loved ones stay with us. Like you said, they're in another realm, but they're always there. To me, that's very, very comforting. Oh yes, I would. I would think so. But I know, you know, there's some people that no matter what happens, they come from that place of fear. You know, if right. it, if right. it can't be explained. You know, it, it's fearful to them. And I try to, you know, try to have them take a deep breath. I, I often remind people that, you know, you you are senior in your space. You have a body, you're in your space. You know, you ha- there's a lot of power in that. And you just kind of own your space. But then you're open to um, other experiences. So uh, I, think a, I think it starts with kind of feeling grounded within your own you know, who you are, and then um, opening your awareness. And, in fact, I think grounding in meditation, that's really a great place to start as far as, um, you know, feeling comfortable um, about yourself and then being open to other, uh, you know, realities. So, Right, right. We had a caller who blipped onto the screen briefly with a phone number that's all ones, and right when I was going to go and answer you and put you on the air, you either hung up or got disconnected, so I'm really sorry if you got disconnected. Please try again. (laughs) All ones. That's interesting. Number one. (laughs) Yeah, all ones. So I I don't know what that was about, but it it was on my screen for about 10 seconds. So um, whoever, whoever you are, please try again. I know um, another thing about folks that have passed, and we've talked about this before, about signs and symbols, but I have just a really uh, short kind of interesting story about the way that um, those that passed might get in touch with you. And this is one. Please. um, I know you talked about your grandmother. This is one about my grandmother. And, uh, you know, she was very Irish. We were very in tune, had, you know, a lot of the same Irish eyes and intuition um, and I heard from her after she'd passed about two weeks. I was driving, and I heard her voice tell me to go to the IHOP. Now, at first, you know, it's like that's a little strange, but I pay attention to those things because yes. generally, you know, I, there's something to that. So I did. I slid in the booth, and my grandmother's 
Spirit appeared across from me, and she said, you know, I have a message for your mom. Please tell her everything's okay, not to worry about it. I'm not. And then she was gone. So I called my mom, you know, to relay the message, and my mom was crying on the other end of the phone. And the message um, was very calming to her. And uh, she told me that before my grandma passed, she had a cat and entrusted the cat to my mom, and the cat just did not do well. So at the time that grandma came to me, my mom had just had her cat put to sleep. So my mom was pretty distraught about what would grandma think. So the message of don't worry about it, it'll be fine, was very comforting. But the thing that was so so interesting about the story is that about – a week later, I was driving past the IHOP, and I remembered that my grandmother's cat was a three-legged cat named Hoppy. I hop. <laughs> so how interesting. That was yeah. how my grandmother could get the message about Hoppy, I hop, uh, to my mom. So, so that, an interesting way to do it, and my grandmother was always so fun and such a kick that it just makes sense, made sense to me that... You know, she would do that in such an interesting kind of funny way. But that's how, you know, sometimes it's it's an interesting symbols that may not even make sense until later, and sometimes they don't at all, but but it is interesting how they come through to us. Right. And sometimes I have to remind people or advise people, when you're looking for a sign from a, a dearly departed, and I know I, I help people connect, to their deceased loved ones frequently. And one thing that they always say is, I want a sign. And how do I know it's them? And what I tell people is, most likely, if they had what I refer to as a wicked sense of humor in life, (laughs) they will have a wicked sense of humor in the afterlife, <laughs> if Absolutely. they were grumpy, they will be grumpy. It, it is you will recognize. Oh, that is just like you know, Uncle whoever, and that will be your validation to yourself. Uh, right after I said that um, to one of my clients, she was walking through a parking uh, parking lot at a mall, and she said. She called me immediately after, and she was in near hysterics. She said, I looked up at the clouds, and I thought, oh, wow, that cloud's kind of the color of my grandmother's hair. I wonder if that's a sign. And one of the parking signs (laughs) fell over. (laughs) And I said, yeah, that was your sign, huh? She said, yep, got it. (laughs) Literally a sign. I, you know, and so, that's the other thing is a lot of times we don't ask. You know, it's like they didn't get right. in touch with me. I don't know what's happening, whatever. But you know what? They didn't ask. They didn't say, hey, I'm really open to having you come visit me. Because sometimes they are afraid. But but I think just having that opening and going and allowing that space for them to come in is is helpful too, you know. Yeah, I, I kind of think... Sometimes if someone is really, I know you've probably had this experience too, someone asking you, can you help me contact whoever it is, and they're so horrified at the prospect (laughs) of actually having that that they block it themselves. So I like to tell people you have to be open because grandma doesn't want to scare you. 
you know that's that's not what you want so that's true sometimes i think we block we block that i think that's true too um uh, and also i've had it happen that someone came to me specifically because they wanted to get in touch with their dad and you know the grandma came in and it's like you know well i really had wanted to talk to to, to dad and he came in he said like five words and then he was gone and the grandma was back and uh i said you know did your grandmother have a big personality and kind of and she said yes and i said well <laughs> you know did you, you was your dad kind of a quiet person and he didn't say much and she said yes and i said well they're no different in the afterlife right and so you know that message that you got was the the you know the sentence that he wanted you to to go away with and that was his message and sometimes it's not you know, volumes, it's just just a sentence or just, you know, a symbol. But um, so you can't always predict, you know. The thing I know I sometimes have challenges with when people come to see me is that they'll invite, I want all my relatives to come in. And I'm right, trying to right. <laughs> it's so overwhelming. <laughs> it's like, let's take them one at a time because I'm sure as spirit I could talk to them all at once. But when I'm there in a reading, it's it's a lot easier if I can just allow one in the room at a time, and so I always right. try and uh, try and uh, focus on you know one at a time. But uh, there are <laughs> there are times when more than one come in, and that gets a little tricky. But you know, but it's always right. exciting for people to connect with their relatives, and you know, and uh, I think it gives them just like you said, it gives them. Uh, uh, a sense of um, of peace, of calm, of uh, you know, hopefulness. I guess. Right, right. That there is more than than what we have right now is is what most people tell me that they got out of a particular reading or or um, you know a, event really because I've and I, you've probably had this as well. I've had this ability, this gift, my entire life. So yes. when I meet people who are just waking up, it sort of blows my mind a little bit because I'm wondering, well, I've had this all my life and you're just now waking up to it. But what I've come to realize is that sometimes, for whatever reason, people just are not aware that they have this ability. I would think everyone has this ability. We yes, are just we do, taught actually. to turn it off. So if someone is just turning it back on, how <laughs> how do you work with them? Um, I, I know I try to caution them to go slowly, and yet I've had clients who once they realize that this is something that they've always been able to do, they sort of go from zero to 65 in, you know, <laughs> 1.2 hours. So what, do, what do you tell people? Absolutely. And uh, I think, I think too, a lot of, and I know we were going to talk about this, but a lot of times, you know, you have this, we do all have this gift, and, and mm-hmm. with some maybe it's more pronounced, and you definitely can um, enhance it through meditation in other ways. And sometimes it's just an event that triggers it. But a lot of times we have this gift. We're born with it, and we are aware of it when we're when we're kids. And then we have an experience. Generally, a lot of us have an experience where we're invalidated by our experience. You know, someone tells us, "Oh, you didn't see that. You didn't feel that." So right. we turn right. it off. And and sometimes we turn it off for years. 
and then again, you know, something triggers and it's like, oh, wow, you know. So I yeah. think, I think um, you know, being a kid, sometimes it's a little challenging when you, you know, when it first really does start awakening and then trying to um, talk to adults about it. Right. And I know I was that kid who was very, very lucky, and I had my grandmother who told me, I know what you saw, and here's who it was, and don't be afraid. And, you know, she was very supportive. My mother, my parents were not at all, but I I was lucky enough to have my grandmother. But so many people, and I know my daughter has kids now, and my daughter also has, has the same gifts I do, and she's noticing that in my grandchildren now. So, in my mind, my grandkids are very lucky because they have a mother who understands. Yes. But often, often psychic kids do not. Right. So how how do you advise parents that are maybe afraid of what their kids are telling them? How how do you <laughs> advise them to to move forward and and deal with it? You know? <laughs> I know, you know, it's really easy to discount to the kids that, you know, oh, there's a, you know, there's something under the bed or there's something. But I have to say a lot of times, yes, there is, and they are seeing something. And to just automatically, you know, negate it and, and you know, discourage uh, really can uh, can shut somebody's uh, gifts down for a long time. So I I guess it's just again about being kind of open minded and just let them talk just let them tell you sometimes it's just the best thing for kids is just to be able to share and share just knowing that maybe you don't understand it but it, and i i sometimes feel that way about my husband too you know i share these things <laughs> and he's like hmm but just in the sharing it is often very helpful for them and um also i would say you know, get them in touch with someone like you or, or with somebody that has that gift so they can help them and, and validate that, yes, you kind of, you really did see see some things or feel some things. I know um, this happened, I had that with my son who also has um, some of the gifts. Um, and some of it can be very scary for kids, you know. They don't right. always see. The thing is when you open your spiritual gifts, you don't just see all the beautiful. I mean, you see the angels and you see beautiful things. You also can see some really ugly things. And so to have right. somebody that's kind of in tune, that's maybe a little bit older, that can help you maneuver through that, you know, it, it would be really helpful. Right. And and you've actually um, brought up something else that we were going to talk about is handling negative energy because that is an aspect of, well, being psychic, being intuitive, that people don't like to talk about. Right. And, you know, people like to say, well, it's all love and light and you have these wonderful gifts and it's all beautiful and positive and wonderful. And that's really not the case. And what I tell people is, do you believe in angels? Do you believe in positive things? Well, of course I do. You know, everybody's, oh, of course, of course, I believe oh, yeah. in the positive and good. <laughs> Well, then don't you also have to believe <laughs> that there are darker <laughs> negative things as well? It's sort of that yin and yang of the universe. That's right, the sun and, I, and moon and light and dark. 
We right. do have polarities. And it, it seems to me every, well, not every time, but almost every time someone will start talking about these these wonderful visions they're seeing or these awesome messages they're getting from loved ones and all of these wonderful things. It seems like within days, usually, I will get a call. I don't know what this is. I'm feeling very angry. I'm feeling... <laughs> so how do you... How do you work through that? How do you handle that negative energy? Um, you know, I always, again, tell people, you know, you're, you're senior in your space. You are, you have the power within yourself. And just by virtue of that, you have a body means that you are a very, very, very powerful being because you've created that this lifetime. So to kind of own your own space. But also, you know, there are some tricks. There are some things that you can do to, you know, kind of clear room. I know, I, I believe you do smudging, um, yeah. that type of thing. I, I can't because of my asthma. It really bothers me. But I do it kind of energetically where I will, mm-hmm. you know, ask the room to be filled with, I like gold energy. I know some people use white light. But I'll ask for a gold energy, which is a beautiful um, Christ-like energy um, to fill the room and clear you know, a simple thing is just putting on a funny movie, laughing. Humor is such a high vibration that any negative energy really hates it. <laughs> and and a lot of times just having something fun, laughing, not going into fear. Probably the worst thing you can do is go down into fear because that's where it lives. Um, negative right. energies feed on fear and fright. So you'll wanna, you want to kind of raise raise the bar and and laugh put on a funny movie ask for uh, i do a visualization of balloons of humor and fill the room with humor and uh, really uh, negative beings do not like that and they'll leave uh, music a lot of times really beautiful music something that it, that attunes with you is very helpful and one of the easiest things to do um, is to just take a shower, take baths, um, kind of cleanse your aura as much as you can. You know, that really helps. So those are just a couple that I do. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I find, and you said this, laughter, one of the things that I found really helpful to me, and it was taught to me by one of my mentors when I was much, much younger, she said, when you're really afraid and you're you're feeling like this is something negative and you just want to get away from it, she says, laugh at how afraid you are. Pretend you're yeah. watching yourself in a really poorly done B horror movie, and you're <laughs> you're laughing at that silly girl who is running through the woods in heels, and just you know put yourself there and laugh at it, and it will go away. And that's what I started doing then, and it works really really well. So. Um, you know, that and just saying hurt. saying no or get out or right. goodbye or this is my house. Reclaim your own your space because this is your space. And you can just, you know, sometimes it's as simple as goodbye, leave. I don't want you here. There's another, you know, go to the place you're supposed to be. It isn't here. Right. Yeah, the way that works. You know, Sometimes you need professionals to to kind of help, but, but right. generally, generally, really, you can you can kind of uh, use your own power and your and ask for your angels to come in, your room angels, you know, to to help you. There's always beautiful, loving guidance that will come in, and energy that'll come in and help you to kind of move out the negative. 
because um, right. love is such a high, it's just the highest vibration. And I always take heart that no matter how awful it is, if you embrace the highest power of love, it really is a much higher power than um, the evil power. That's my experience. Yeah, I have a friend who, um, when she's, and and she and and I, we both we have in the past done some paranormal investigations, and and if run up against some very very negative negative, they all horribly negative. <laughs> Did I say negative? <laughs> um, forces and energies, and. What she did, and it was just amazing, was she said, I love you. I know you're dark. I know you're negative, And I want you to know I am sending you love. And poof, yes. it was gone. And so it's, it's you know, that, that you brought that up is, was really um, perfect timing, actually. Um, the other thing that people kind of, where they get in trouble, and in every case where I've been called in as a professional, it has been because someone else has tried to clear a place and they've done a very poor job. Yeah. And often what happens is it is intent. If you do not have the strong intent of love and light and all things good and wonderful, when you are trying to get rid of negative energy, you actually end up feeding it instead. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. that little that little tiny sliver of doubt that so many people have, whether they're smudging or praying or using holy water or whatever their method that they're doing is, if they have the tiniest sliver of doubt, it will not work. It will backfire on you. Absolutely. You know, the whole thing is is holding to that intention, holding that higher vision, that higher energy, and staying with it. And sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it takes many times or many days to just keep with that energy. And if you can't stay there, better to have someone else come help you who can because you're right. right. Any little doubt, any little slip, it's a big opening. Right. Right, and you know, one of the things that people like to, to talk about with me are all of the ghost hunting shows that are on TV where they go oh, into yeah. a place and they clear it in half an hour and everything is love and light. And I can <laughs> tell you from experience, that doesn't happen. <laughs> That's television, no. guys. <laughs> It'd be nice if it did. <laughs> it would. <laughs> but it is something that um, does take a long time. Um, some In some cases, months. In at least two cases I know of, it's taken years. So wow. it's not some, it's this is not a do-it-yourself project <laughs> most <laughs> of the time. That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> it, you know, before, it is help, it, it's helpful to get uh, some assistance from you know yes. people who have done it before and people that um, you know that kind of buoy you as well because it's really easy when you're experiencing that to kind of go into that to kind of freeze and feel like you have no control and that's exactly what you know the what the entity or the non-benevolent being wants is that you to feel like you have no control and i think sometimes in certain houses certain places it's rampant for so many years and it's so entrenched right. i think those are the ones that are really a lot more difficult. And also people hold the, you know, they want them or they hold that 
sense of I want, you know, I expect to have them here, and then it just also gives them, you know, kind of a red carpet to just hang out. Right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, before we scare people about opening up to their gifts with all of the the negative energy stuff, I want to make the point, too, that these cases are very, very rare. Everyone goes up against some negativity from time to time. Normally, it's more like you've spent a lot of time with someone who's a negative person and it's sort of rubbing off. (laughs) So it's not usually a dark energy or a dark entity that you have to deal with. So so don't use that as an excuse to not be open to your abilities. I think it's too, you know, so often opening to your abilities, it's more about just being aware of who's calling or thinking of right. someone and, and they show up. And just right. embracing those kinds of experiences, those kinds of awarenesses that you have. And we all have them, but we discount them or we try and, you know, sometimes throw some logic in it. But but um, the more that you open to that, the more it happens, the more validating it is for you. And I think right. those kinds of experiences happen so much more often, especially oh, yes. when you start to turn it on. Oh yeah. So you something as simple as finding a parking spot in the front yeah. you know, of the parking lot at a at a busy mall right before Christmas. I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's no, great I'm thing not that parking, parking there. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, I know many, many years ago when I lived in San Francisco, I was going to dinner with a group of people, and for some reason we decided to drive, which was crazy in San Francisco because Uh-oh. they may as well just outlaw cars. But <laughs> but there was a parking spot, and I said, I was in the back seat, I was not driving, I said, I would not park there. And these friends know me well, and even then <laughs> knew me very well, and said, okay, we will go on to the next spot. And we ended up going back down the same street, so we passed that same parking spot. And again, she was like, are you sure? I said, I wouldn't park there. She said, okay, fine. (laughs) So we went down another block to a parking garage, and when we were walking to the restaurant past that same spot, another car was there. And we went on, we ate dinner, we came back, there were lights, flashing lights and everything everywhere, and that car had been smashed. Oh, wow. By a a garbage truck. Absolutely totaled, smashed. (sighs) Oh, wow. And she turned around and looked at me and said, I don't know how you do it, but I'm glad you're on my side. There you go. (laughs) Those kind of intuitions, you know, the little voice, and a lot of times we discount it or think, you know, oh, we're crazy. We're not really, you know, it's kind of like go to the IHOP. But I had an experience some. Not quite as dramatic as that, but I was driving on, I went to the grocery store, and I go in and, and I buy, I'm going to buy a piece of uh, a steak, and I look at the steak, and I'm like, no, that's not big enough, and I'm like, well, you know, it's my husband and me, and it's like, no, 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 that's not big enough, you need a bigger, get a bigger one, and so I did, and then I went over, and I thought, oh, it would be nice to have some corn on the cob, it's nice and summery, and I go to buy, and I got no do not buy corn on the cob. Do not. And I'm like, and I went back like three times because there was that part of me that really wanted it. Right, right. But I heard that voice, that little voice that said, no. So I get in the car. I'm driving down the highway. 
And then suddenly I see my girlfriend's car driving next to me. And we are very in tune. We were really in tune with each other. I think we were sisters in the past. I don't know. But anyway, she rolls down her window. I rolled down mine. And I said, hey, you want to come over for dinner? And she says, yeah, I've got corn on the cob. And I said, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I think it's just a matter of tuning into that voice, letting it, you know, paying attention and not just totally discounting it. Because a lot of times we do get these little messages or these little signs. And I think we just go, I would have just gone ahead and bought it anyway. And then we would have, you know, have to have three parties with corn on the cob. But right. Yeah, and, you, no, you know, there things. are those people that are very in tune with us that it's great to kind of practice or to, you right. know, if you're thinking about them, figure out what, ask what impressions, and then check in with them later to see if you're right. And it's very validating. Yeah, it is. I know I have one friend in particular that even though we are – pretty much on opposite ends of the country. I know when she's when something has happened. I know when she's upset. I know when she's sick. I just know. And every time I call her during one of those times, she answers the phone, yep, here you are again. <laughs> it, it happens so often. But I think there are people that each of us, no matter who you are, can say, well, there's something, there's a real deep connection with this friend or with, with that relative or whoever it is, we all have those people in our lives that we seem to be so very, very in tune with. True. So, yeah, you're, true. That's, that's absolutely the more common experience uh, that people have is um, having that kind of connection with other people. What and about then, animals? you know, to, to let yourself trust that enough, I know with the same girlfriend, um, when my kids were little, they, you know, they would play soccer, and all over the the town that I'm in, and she would show up with a cup with coffee. She, you know, she didn't have her her son didn't play, but she'd show up to to chat with me, and she would just tune into and know exactly where to go, you know, what school I was at, and show up with coffee, and it was just like, of course you did. It was a, a what a great friend, you know. Right. But I, <laughs> But I think we could do that even more than we realize. You know, it's just a matter of yeah. kind of tuning into that person and, and just asking, you know, asking your guidance or asking your guardian angel or, or just asking yep. your the little voice inside, your inner voice, you know, where is she or what's going on or what do I need to know and just letting it, the information come. Right. So what about animals? Have you have you had this, this closeness with animals uh, Yes. Sort of a bond. Yeah. <laughs> I had a I had a um golden retriever who I absolutely adored. Um but I know what and this is a different story than I think I've told you before, but I was at work one day and I worked worked in a law office and I had the most killer headache. And I could not and I was like, What is going on? I could not get rid of it. I took Tylenol. And then uh during my break I sat and I meditated and all of a sudden I saw my dog's face and she told me "Ah, my head is killing me 
So I realized, <laughs> and sometimes this is a hard thing for uh, people that are intuitive. Sometimes you really have to tell, you have to ask yourself, is this really me, or is it some right. other energy that I've taken on? Well, this was definitely her. And then, of course, my headache went away right away. But when I got home, I drove up. And my dog came out, and her head was like three times the size. She had gotten into a bee's nest and had been oh, stung, no. and she was just swollen. <laughs> I, you know, she looked Poor like baby. a St. Bernard. <laughs> so we got her taken care of. But that was her telling me, hey, Mom, something's, something's right. wrong. And so... So they, I, yeah. you do have that same, you know, it's maybe it's not, it might even be even closer bond than with some people, I think. You know, I think it's I think a lot so easier. I think so, too. Yeah, I, I think Because there really I, are unconditionals. A lot of times are are unconditional love. Right. They don't judge. Right. They just sit with you. They don't talk. They they speak with their spirit. Right, right. I, I know. Um I once had uh, Samoyeds, and I, I've talked to many other people who have had Samoyeds, and they tell me this is a Samoyed trait. They're escape artists. And oh. I would I would go, and if I left the house and we didn't lock the pet door so the dogs had to stay in, I would know to pick them up somewhere on my way home because they would not stay in the yard. <laughs> and I had one that would actually, we had a big tree in the yard, and she would climb the tree, walk out on the branch that that reached over the fence, and jump down wow. on the other side of the fence, on the side that we had no neighbor. So uh, they're very, very <laughs> of good course. at escaping. And I would, I would sit in my car before I started going home, and I would say, okay, okay, guys, where are you? And I would tune into the dogs, and usually they would tell me, oh, we're in the park, or we're over at the lake, or we're, you know, wherever they were, and I would drive straight there and pick them up on my way home. And my friends at the time were, how do you know where they are? You know, because <laughs> most people drive around with their head out the window yelling their dog's name. Right. And, you, right. you know, you just sit there and you go, oh, okay, I know where they are. We're going this way this time. And I would find them every single time. And I would pull up, and they would be like, one time they were sitting on the curb waiting for me. Wow. I was like, yep, about time you yeah, showed up. Yeah, here I am. We're ready. <laughs> we're ready. Let us in. <laughs> and it was just, it always shocked my friends because I would know exactly where they were. But it was it was such a connection with those two dogs that I never even doubted it. Uh, even no. even when I saw them in very peculiar places, I never doubted them. Um, there was one time where someone had found them running loose and had taken them home with them, thinking that they were, um, you know, strays or, or somebody had dumped right. them or whatever. And I found them at that house. Wow, and that's amazing. Even... Even I was doubting that one. I'm like, where am I going? When I pull over and, you know, and I saw, all I saw was a white tail wagging in one of the windows. Wow. And I said, well, there they are. There and they are. And I got out and, you know, there, there they were. And, you know, it's just, it's amazing sometimes the bonds that we have with animals. I've had it with cats, birds, all kinds of animals, but. 
Yeah, yeah we had that with it. We had a beagle one time that, you know, was just, you know, there's some animals that just seem more angelic than than um, human to me. I mean, it's just like some right. people, I think. Uh, and we had a, our beagle was that way. And when my um, great-grandmother passed, our whole family gone up for the, you know, my great-grandparents passed within months of each other, and we went for for um, her funeral after we'd been up there. And it was just a really very tough time for us. And we were driving from um, Chicago down to southern Illinois, and and I know I remember being in the back seat and looking up at the sky, and I saw a cloud, and I watched the cloud change. And I know you were talking about clouds earlier into the shape of mm-hmm. of a be- of our beagle, and I just knew it was rebel, our beagle. And right. I didn't say anything, but you know, later on, as we got closer to home, my I, my mom said. Did you see Rebel in the Clouds? And it turned out that every one of us in the car, including <laughs> my dad, who my dad, who's not always as open to these, he saw it too. So it was, and we took from that because Rebel had always been very close to my great grandmother. We took from that 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 you know it's fine. She's here with me, and everything's great. And it was very comforting. Um, but yeah, that was such a strong bond that all of us had, and that was Rebel's way of kind of just even comforting us, even in uh, you know in his death, like he like he always did in life. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's a really common thing. I know, and I don't know about your experience, but I know I I've, people who have known me my entire life will tell you. I've had the same cat four or five different times because it keeps coming back. It will ha- it will come back with the same scars, the same exact markings, the same exact personality. And, you know, it's just some bonds just really transcend everything. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and that, that particular cat did that when my grandmother died. It wasn't. Um, in the clouds, it was it was actually a flock of birds took the form of a cat as they were flying. And, and if you've ever watched starlings, they do wild patterns in the air they when they're do. huge flocks. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one was a cat, and everyone at the funeral saw it. Wow. And it was it was to the point where people were going, oh, wow, look at those birds. Look, those birds look like they're a cat. <laughs> and I just looked and went, yeah, okay, you know, and, and like six months later, here we have the same cat again. So it's <laughs> wow. um, signs are everywhere. It's just, are you open to seeing them? And I think sometimes people want so desperately to be able to see signs that they inadvertently block it. Yeah, I, I think it's it's being open. It's not making demands. <laughs> right, and I want to see open. it this way on Tuesday while I'm right. praying. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's, it's being open. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I've seen that a lot. I've uh, uh, went to a. I, well, I did an event one time that sort of. I tell people almost turned into a John Edward event because. Oh well, <laughs> people were in the background waving at me like, "I know you see me, hi!" You know? And uh, you know, it was one of the the people that was attending the event. She says, "Been telling that woman I wanted a sign from her that she was okay since she passed." <laughs> well, that's why you haven't seen it. <laughs> that's right. She's like, "You're too demanding." Bye bye. Right. <laughs> 
I think um, I think that's one of the most popular, or not necessarily popular, but the most common things that people do is they uh, try to make the demands, and that's not quite the way it works. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. Or or they're they're afraid. It's like I I'm afraid of how they'll come to me. And I, I know you've said this, you just have to know that they're no different. The core, the soul, the, the essence of who they are is the same um, in death as it was in life. So if they were a wonderful, good-hearted person in life, they're, they're going to be the same coming to you, you know, um, and look for the same type of energy, you know, um, what your feeling is. I think that's another thing, too, besides just being aware, but... but Open yourself to let yourself feel. Let yourself, some people feel more than see, and I know I've had some clients do that. I just, I want to see them, and I, but, but I, you know, but this happened to me, and I felt this. Like, that was your sign. You felt that, right. you felt that same energy right. of them. Some people are, are empaths are more feelers. Other people see. Some do both. So be open to, you know, what that's like. The gal with the hummingbird said, I just kept looking at that hummingbird and I looked in its eyes and I knew I knew it was my husband. And I said, right. there you go. And I said, how did you know? And she said, it felt like him. And I said, well, there you go. I mean, its feelings are just as valid and they're just as much of a symbol or a way that people connect as seeing someone or, you know, having um, a symbol show up, although those happen too. Sometimes you'll hear song lyrics or, you know, just a uh, musical play, like you said, a radio song will come on that you shared. Um, you know, I had a friend who had a um, an email that had, for some reason, I guess it had been spam, I don't know, but the email showed up after her friend passed. And it was a lovely message from her friend. And that was meant for her to, to read at that time. And I, right. I don't think those things are, are an accident. I know that happened to me one time. I was on Facebook and posting pictures of, it was Mother's Day, and I was posting pictures of my mom. And all of a sudden, when I you know hit the button and I'm looking at it, there's a picture of my friend Peter, who had passed like a year before, who had, who ironically had been very close to his mom, his picture was in the middle of my pictures, and I'm like, how did that happen? Because his picture, you know, was nowhere near any of the pictures of my mom, but I took it as a sign from him that he was saying hello. And it was interesting because right. some of my friends saw that too. It's like, hey, I see see Peter showed up, you know, to wish you a happy Mother's Day. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes those you know, I always say no accidents, just synchronicity. Sometimes they aren't an accident. Right. Sometimes they are met right. as a message. And to go ahead and take it that way, you know, you know, it's it's not always a, a technological glitch. That happens too, and it's really frustrating, but sometimes it is a message. You know, sometimes right. we get it in pictures or in, you know, a book that falls off the shelf or those types of things. Yeah, and I, I think... That's important for people to realize. I I think going back to kind of being demanding, I think people kind of have a picture in their head about the way things should happen, and that's um, 
not necessarily how they happen. And really, more often than not, it's not how they happen. Sometimes you have to think a little bit about what the sign is or if it's a sign or if it's, like you said, a technological glitch. And uh, I think people get too caught up in, well, again, with all the paranormal shows on TV, they think that's exactly what happens. <laughs> you know, not it's kind of a disservice sometimes. That's so rare right. in a lot of a lot of uh, instances. And sometimes I yeah. think, you know, hey, I I think I actually heard from you know my uncle or whatever, and it was like six months later. Well, it was after. It was when she was ready to right you know she was open to it then she wasn't ready before that or it was like it scared her or she just was in so much grief it wasn't the time so sometimes it's a matter of you know they show up when you're ready when you're open when the timing's right and when you're accepting of your gifts and you've kind of moved beyond um you know the pain of it and just allowed you know a space right Right, and you know sometimes it's um it takes a while um, it it really i think often people say, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, and they think they are, but they really aren't, and you know there are there are energies and forces and spirits greater than us around here and and they know better than we do many times whether you're ready or not. Uh, I I know some of the messages that I've received through the years, even though clearly I was ready because I received the message after receiving, I was like, I don't think I was ready for that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot for that message. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was awesome. Thanks. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, you you know, timing. And and also, again, I... I I'm a as you know a huge proponent of meditation and I know you you mm-hmm. are too but I think that really does kind of um help when you work on yourself yourself and you're very grounded in your own being and secure in your body I think that helps then that you're a lot more open to you know the timing and to have things your awareness is shifted and you just are able to um let things come maybe a little bit easier so that's just one yeah. way yeah, and meditation does tend to make you more mindful, and I think that's really at the heart of it. If you are mindful in every moment, then you are more like likely to notice signs that have probably been there all along. You just right. haven't really noticed them. So I, I think like that's dipping into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. Any final advice or or thoughts for for people here today? I think just validate when you have those types of experiences. Be excited about it. Validate it. Um, You know, try it again. Uh, Be open. That's just the biggest thing is just um, don't be afraid of it. Just let yourself experience and uh, be open to it. it. It's such an amazing gift, and there's so much more to know and to feel. And it's just an interesting, it really color, it gives you a different color in your life or a different um, experience that's pretty amazing. So I just encourage people to kind of open to it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's, um, yeah, it is It is amazing. There have been times in my life, as I'm sure in yours as well, where I've thought, this is not a gift. 
you know, <laughs> what do you mean gift? This is not a gift. I want to give it back. You know, but but really it is. <laughs> and the the more you are centered in yourself and secure in yourself and have a positive, good, loving intent, be the more positive you will view your gifts. Right. So. And the more positive experiences you will create for yourself, you know. Right. Um, just being open and paying attention to that little voice. Sometimes that little voice is is uh, very knowledgeable and don't just discount it immediately. As so I, you know, I don't know what, what that is. And a lot of times it's it's not. Uh, and I just had this question. It's not another person necessarily. That other person's voice. It may be your inner voice. It may be you. It's your higher self talking to you. And pay attention. Right. Absolutely. Pay attention. Yep. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's always a pleasure, are, Kelly. Love it. Yeah, it's uh, we're breaking in. For those of you who don't know, we're breaking in the new channel. It's called Transformation Network. There will be many new shows coming online. And, uh, you know, thank you all for, for tuning in. This is an exciting journey for me and, and everyone involved. Uh, we hope you keep coming back. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Our caller never did call back, so do we know if that was a technical glitch? We don't know, but it was a peculiar phone <laughs> number. So, so th- thanks, Jody, and thank you guys for listening. You guys have a beautiful, beautiful day. Bye.